When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about something quite interesting and I think it will be extremely helpful. We did a post recently about when people don't respond to you or you send a text message and then they don't respond to you or you start making all these assumptions and narratives in your head about what's happening. And so we had such a huge response that I decided to actually do a podcast on this to help you and me, I tell you, I need this too, to manage and navigate when you don't get a response that you expect or you get a response, but it's not one that you like and how to navigate all the assumptions that we make in our mind and in our and the narratives you bring up that can really cause us so much toxic stress. But before we begin, I just want to remind you that this year I am doing my conference live. My annual mental health retreat that I am so excited about is live this year and there's early bird special till the end of July and it's going to be phenomenal. It's a three-day event, Thursday evenings through Saturday, 2nd to the 4th of December in Texas and it is going to be so helpful because I'm really going to get into the hardcore techniques of how to really manage your mind When it comes to the anxiety and depression and all the emotions that we have experienced going through the pandemic and how to get our minds back online and then also just how to help our children and adolescents and the the different age groups have responded differently to the pandemic. I'm going to be talking about that and specifically how we can also help our young children, our adolescents, our teenagers, millennials, ourselves, really practical, hardcore techniques and tips to help you. So go look at the the link in the show notes and go and register straight away. I've got amazing guest speakers. I'll tell you about one, my dear friend, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. We are going to be talking in a panel together about depression and she's going to be talking about her experience of when she checked herself into rehab and the changes she had to make in terms of managing depression. She's filled with pearls of wisdom. It's going to be an amazing session as well. So this is really going to help you help yourself, help you to manage your mind and clean up that mental mess. And one more thing just before we begin, this podcast is for educational purposes and is not medical advice. So if you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now back to today's podcast. What to do when we are stuck, when people don't respond or when you don't get the response that you expected and how to navigate around the assumptions we tend to make in our head to those responses. When those things happen, it's so easy to overthink. I mean, have you done it? I've done it. I have done it. Just recently I did where someone didn't respond when I thought they should and it was related to a family issue And that the person didn't respond. And I had this whole narrative going in my head. And boy, was I off completely. The assumptions I made were totally wrong. And then I remember a text that no one responded to. And I also had this whole thing about what are they thinking? And then I suddenly realized, hey, I haven't responded to some people's texts. 
And I haven't responded to everyone's emails and realized that it was not intentional, that I was either busy or something. There was a really valid reason. So not only have I been at the receiving end of not having a response, but I've also been at the been the one who's been not responding. And I'm sure you can relate. But it's still something we need to navigate because if I know the amount of stress that it caused me until I did my neurocycle and got myself under control, I know from the responses that we got from the posts that I put up on social media about this, I know that this is something that people are battling with. So it's a good practical day-to-day informational podcast to help you manage your mind when you get into these situations where you don't get the responses that you want or then you and people don't respond in the time that you think they should or they don't respond at all or they respond in a way that you don't like and how do you deal with that and all the narratives so we are it's 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 so easy to overthink yourself into that rabbit hole and to go down and down and imagine these assumed scenarios i mean like we go from one they didn't they did this because of that they did that because of that they, and then this is happening and that's what that means and and if you don't control yourself you really can go from one scenario to the next and blow this thing up. And as you're doing it, maybe you do this over a period of a few days. Now, as you're doing that, you are wiring that into your brain. So let me use my famous trees. The response that you didn't receive. So you sent the text and you didn't get a response. So the source of the frustration is in the not getting the response. Your interpretation is over here, the branches of this. So no response is the root. Your interpretation has potentially turned this maybe innocent thing into something very toxic. So this is all the thinking and feeling and choosing that you're doing, the, the, the narrative that you're building, the storytelling, the assumptions that I'm thinking this because of that, because of that, and it's so intertwined and complicated, and we add this on, we add that on, and then suddenly we're pulling up other memories related maybe to this person or other experiences, not even related to that particular person, but similar situations. And suddenly this thing is just being fed from every angle by a lot of other toxic experiences. And and the more you think about it, the more it's growing because everything that you think, feel and choose about is energy that you push through your brain and your brain responds as soon as, soon as you push that energy in your brain of the assumptions and the stories and all the data and the emotions, it is as it hits the brain, there's this electrochemical and genetic response and proteins are made and the proteins are holding that data. What you're thinking, feeling and choosing, the story, the details, the emotions, all of it in little protein branches that are, and it's, the information is literally vibrating in those protein branches. And I know this is science but this, I want you to see how real it is. And then the more data we add, the proteins group together to hold all this information. So there's hundreds, maybe thousands of those branches made up of millions of different little proteins vibrating. And then this collectively is then what we say and what we're doing. So we start talking to other people and saying, they didn't respond to me and this is what they, this is what it means. And that's what it means. Is it really what it means? We've got to ask ourselves, you know, that's what we have interpreted. But I have to ask you and I have to ask myself, are you the expert on what that other person is thinking? Now just stop for a moment. You are responding from, you are actually not responding. You're actually reacting. Me too. So when we do this, we're not responding. We're reacting. Okay? We're reacting to a situation and we're working ourselves up the more we think about it. And the overthinking is creating all these extra branches with all the assumptions and the detail of that 
of that narrative. We are physically building brain damage into our brain because this now is seen by the immune system as a threat to your balance, to your sense of peace, to your wired full of nature. So that is now what we think is happening. But you aren't an expert on anyone else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions except your own. So when you react, the chances are that you haven't really got all the correct facts and you're making an assumptive story that is not really true. Maybe parts of it are true. Maybe there's a level of validity in what you're thinking, but you still aren't going to be 100% sure that that's what that person meant by not responding or in the way in which they did respond. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know this happens to me, even though I work in the field of mental health, and I find it incredibly helpful to talk to someone I trust when I find myself in the stuck place. Indeed, one of the best things about our society today is that we can access professional help at the click of a button. If we need to talk to someone about what we are going through, we don't even have to leave the house. This is why I love and recommend BetterHelp to everyone that asks me. They are an amazing company that can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so that you can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. They also have a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And these services are available for clients worldwide. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I am proud to say that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Cleaning Up the Mental Mess listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and offer details are in the show notes. So what are we going to do about that? Because this is actually a toxic pattern inside the brain that is disrupting the energy flow in your brain and impacting your executive functioning, which we see very active when you're awake and when you're thinking deeply and analyzing and being logical and and applying wisdom. This can block that. These toxic thoughts can seriously block our wisdom, okay? So I said over here, you literally go around and around like a hamster on a wheel and lose your sense of peace. I mean, that's what happened to me just recently. And you know, I've done this so often and I know I'm going to do it again. It's okay to make a mess. The difference is that I've trained myself through neurocycling to be very aware of how I am reacting so that I can turn my reaction into a very healthy response. I can reconceptualize it and transform it into a healthy response. So I can then get the facts, even if I never really understand what's going on, I can still deconstruct and reconstruct how this plays out into my life. So by neurocycling, you turn this toxic reaction into a healthy response. So We are not experts, as I said here, we are not experts in anyone else's mind, only our own. So the narratives we are building into our minds and brains are creating brain damage, not brain health. So here is a neurocycle to help you manage this. I do this all the time. Just a quick one is that you're going to make a mess. It's okay to make a mess because you are basically 
don't know what's coming up. And when things throw us like a response that you don't expect or a non-response, you have these messy reactions. But that's okay. As long as you own the messy reaction and you repair it so that you can grow. Now, through neurocycling, I showed with my research that you can improve this by at least 81%. That's amazing. So 100% inefficient. So means that if I'm not controlling this, it means that I'm going to stay in this toxic narrative and it's just going to affect everything. These are viral in nature, literally. They affect everything, okay? So it's going to affect a lot of stuff if you don't manage that. And you can end up becoming very bitter and very negative and about life and about people and maybe about that person or group of persons or whatever. But if I manage it and if I improve my skill of managing it, which means I'm going to stand back, I'm going to observe myself and train myself to do that, And the research shows, including mine, that you can do this every 10 seconds, which means that you can be consciously aware of yourself constantly. So all day long, when you wake up till the time you go to sleep, here you're in this conversation, something's happening, you don't get that response. You can be aware of how you are responding. So when this happened to me recently, I actually use my neurocycle because my self-regulation has been so trained because I do this stuff. So I can stand back and observe myself. I can see that what I'm doing wrong and my reaction and how I'm feeling and the impact that it's having on those people that I'm complaining to. And I know that complaining is damaging my brain. So I know those things. So I bring those into the equation and I force myself to do a neurocycle and bring myself back. Now that skill of what I've just described has improved tremendously the more I do it. So when I say I'm 80% more in control, that's literally what's happening. I am 80% more in control. I'm catching it 80% quicker than I had done before. So, and it's improving all the time. So you may not be 80% efficient immediately, But if you're 10% improved or 5%, that's a start. And you get better and better all the time. There are times where I get really, really upset about someone's response or non-response, so one one or the other. And it takes me a little longer than, than it should for me to really get this under control. But I always do because I'm so tuned in to my bodily responses, to my mental response, and to my brain. So I'm so tuned into my psychoneurobiology, which is what I've trained myself to do, and which is what I've trained trained my patients to do in the in the in the years that I practice as a clinical neuroscientist. And this is why I write the books, and I'm why I'm teaching you this stuff. So let's see what to do. So the five steps of the neurocycle are gather, okay, gather awareness, reflect, write, recheck, and active reach. And for more information on those, you can get my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess where I explain exactly how to do it with tremendous depth and insight and examples and lots of, of things to help you. And also my NeuroCycle app, where I literally give you therapy and walk you through the process with lots of little audio guides. Okay, so the first thing, gather awareness. So now I'm going to walk you through this. So what do you do? So here you send a text, or you sent an email, and you've received no response. And, you've, and the days go by and the time goes by. Or you've received a response but the response has made you really upset. So you're not happy with that response. So you're busy building this narrative, okay? So now gather awareness. First thing, first step, gather awareness of the exact scenarios going through your mind. Now, this is how I advise you to do it. Set up the scene, put two chairs next to each other, sit down in one of the chairs and talk to yourself as though you are giving yourself therapy. (laughs) So you're advising yourself, okay? I used to do this with my patients all the time. Put two chairs there and talk one to the other, okay? So now gather in that state. Say to yourself, okay, Caroline, gather awareness of the exact scenarios going through your mind at this moment. And as you identify these, so gather them. You don't have to get all the details, just gather them. What are the scenarios? What is the general 
scenario that you are building into your brain. Now, as you identify them, you will literally start seeing the memories that you're actually building into the thought tree. You'll start seeing what you're building. You'll start seeing, oh, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that, I'm thinking this, this is my narrative, this is my assumption. And as you're thinking it, you are going to be feeling emotions. So now gather awareness of the emotions you are feeling as you literally are looking at that toxic narrative that you've built. Okay, so gather with them as you examine the thought tree scenarios. So these emotions that you and the, the details and the emotions are all literally what you are reading off this tree. So this tree is filled with all the data of your story, exactly what your detail of your data is. I think this because of that, and they've done this because of this and that, and, and they're going to do this, and this is going to be that, and oh, it makes you feel this and this. That's all there. So you're gathering awareness of that. You're gathering awareness as you gather awareness of the data, your emotions, which are also there. Then you're going to gather awareness of how you feel in your body, that tension in your in your gut, your shoulders, the adrenaline pounding, heart pumping reaction, and so on. Now, gather awareness of your behaviors. How have you been behaving? Maybe you've been very frustrated, waking up upset, um, complaining a lot, just like it's consuming you. What are the behaviors? Now gather awareness of your mindset, your perspective that this has generated in you. Are you feeling hard done by? Are you feeling like you're always the butt of, of everyone's negativity or, or their bad moods or something like that? Do you feel you're always ignored, that there's something wrong with you? Do you feel that the person is just a rude person? Do you feel you've been ghosted, gaslit, light, gaslit? Do you feel that this is the story of your life? What is your perspective? Are you getting paranoid and spiraling every time this happens? Now that's the gather. Now we're going to move over to reflect. Now reflect on what you've gathered. There's a reason for every single reaction that you've gathered and reflected on, okay? So you've, there's a reason for all of that. The reason is down there and how you've interpreted that. So this, the tree trunk over here, there's the incident, incident there's your interpretation, and this is the process between the two. So you now gathered awareness of those, and now you're going to start digging down to that and seeing why this distortion has happened. So there is a reason for every reaction you gathered and reflected on, and, as, and, and you're going to reflect on. So as you find these, you can reconceptualize them. So what you're going to do is you're going to ask, answer, and discuss with yourself why you thought up the scenario you just did. So in the reflect, you're going to say, why did I think about that? What prompted me to, to see it in this way, to, to look at the detail in that way? And, and so, you, so has this happened before? Is it another person? Do you always react this way? How did this previously resolve itself? That's what you're going to reflect on. Can you see how the scenario is affecting your emotions negatively? Reflect on that. And how is it making you feel physically? Reflect on that. Can you see that this isn't healthy for your mind, your body, your brain, and in fact is blocking your wisdom and this relationship and clearly affecting your work, your relationships, and so on? Your peace of mind is being affected, okay? Reflect on that. Reflect on your behaviors. Are you withdrawing because you're feeling like you're being ignored? Are you increasingly irritable and snappy because you feel like you've done something wrong? Do you keep talking to people about this to try and make sense of it, to try and reduce the hurt? Reflect on why this is having such an impact on your mindset or your perspective. Why are you getting paranoid and spiraling every time this happens? There's some trigger, there's some strong trigger that this email or text that wasn't responded to is maybe linked to. So there's the one part, there's, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Okay, so... Is it related to a wound or a trauma from childhood making you think you are hated or weird or not good enough or in some distorted way deserve this? 
Is there a predicted pattern of response to a trauma about yourself being activated by this? In other words, if you do this long enough, you're predicting this to happen. This is, becomes like a predictive behavior where you predict just the slightest similar trigger, then you go back into this pattern. So you kind of predict, oh, that's always going to happen. Now you write this down. And the best way to write is in a metacog. Okay, and a metacog I describe in this book is a way of organizing information on the page that draws the two sides of the brain together, creates a tremendous connection between your conscious mind, which is only awake when you're awake, and your non-conscious mind, where all your brilliance and your and all your memories on the thought trees and your interests, insights, etc., and your wisdom is stored. You want to connect those. Okay, your metacog really draws that, so it helps you really dig down this distorted tree trunk into the roots to find out what's really going on. Okay. So we can't fix something. We can't change a pattern unless we understand where the pattern's coming from, okay? So if you are constantly reacting in this way to when people don't respond to you in the way you want them to or don't respond to you at all, there's a reason you're showing up like that, okay? This is what we're trying to track. So write that down, preferably in a Metacog. In the NeuroCycle app, there's an actual video as well of how to do a Metacog, and there's also pictures in this book of how to do a Metacog. Okay, then you're going to go to recheck, which is look at what you've written down, Okay. And if you don't know how to do a metacog, just write in normal linear writing or whatever, and then try and learn how to make a metacog as soon as possible. Get yourself this book and learn. Get the NeuroCycle app and learn. It is phenomenal. It's one of the most powerful techniques that I used in my therapy practice, okay? Then you go and recheck, and the recheck is where you now look at what you've written. Looking at everything you've written and the insight you have gained, when you write down, when you work through these steps progressively, gathering awareness in the way I've described reflecting in the way I've described, very sequentially, writing it down, and now looking at what you've written. And as you're looking, you're asking yourself, what have I written? What does this mean? So you're digging deeper and deeper and deeper down to the root. So you're looking at some of the likely reasons that they haven't responded. And therefore, you can see, as you do that, you'll start seeing that maybe I'm you know, making assumptions. Maybe this assumption needs to be reconceptualized into a more factual statement. And, it, and, and change it. Maybe you can reconceptualize the situation. In, in essence, in the recheck, you want to take what you are assuming and you want to create the antidote. Like when you get poisoned, bitten by a poisonous snake, there's an antidote, okay? So reconceptualize. So if the thing is they are ignoring me or I have done something wrong, reconceptualize it. And I'm going to give you some reconceptualization. I'm going to read them out to you. Maybe they didn't respond because they plan to respond later. Maybe they've just forgotten to respond. Maybe they don't know what to say yet. Perhaps they don't feel like talking right now. Maybe they're going through something themselves that they're trying to process. These are all reconceptualizations. These are antidotes. Maybe they're busy or traveling and just haven't seen the message. Maybe they're enjoying some alone time. Maybe they're on a social media fast. Maybe they are moving on from your relationship and are trying to find words to explain. And that may upset you, but you can't control other people's decisions. They have their reasons. Maybe I need to just accept the person who's moving on and develop a sense of peace around never knowing exactly why. Sometimes we need to accept that we aren't the person they need to talk to in this particular moment of whatever they're going through. Not everyone is going to apologize for not responding, so don't expect it or you will be disappointed. Are they bullying or trying to control or manipulate you with a non-response? In which case, you need to think very carefully about how you handle this. You need to protect yourself by accepting this is happening And as sad and as wrong as it is, you cannot control the other person. Sometimes it's not always about you, but about them and they need grace. It may be simply time to move on. Sometimes we need to recognize we are not a priority to that person and we need to move on. Maybe you need to ask 
and be honest in your communication. I've just given you a whole bunch of reconceptualizations that you can use to help you. Sunlight is so important for our minds and bodies, which is why I always look forward to a fun summertime after the winter months, especially if I have a refreshing beverage in hand to celebrate the sunshine with friends and family. This is why I love Huzzah, the bold probiotic seltzer with benefits. I love that Huzzah adds probiotics to their seltzer to help support a healthy gut, which is so important when it comes to our mental and physical well-being. Every one of Huzzah's delicious flavors is tasty and exhilarating when chilled, but also non-perishable, so you can store them at room temperature. And did I mention that all these seltzers have just 3 grams of sugar or less per 12-ounce can to help you feel your best before diving into summer? Currently, I'm a big fan of the strawberry hibiscus flavor, which tastes like a tropical summer dream. But Huzzah's other flavors are equally refreshing and delicious, such as the crisp and perfectly sparkling juicy pear and the tangy and refreshingly raspberry lemon. So, get your cooler ready and stack up on Huzzah Probiotic Seltzer for the summer by using the code DRLEAF for 20% off your order at drinkhuzzah.com. That's the code DRLEAF for 20% off at drinkhuzzah.com. The link and details will be in the show notes. And then you go to step five, which is your active reach. So you now go to the first step. So once you use, you can re-listen to that and work out the best or your own or take some of those. Now your active reach is something action fired that you're going to do to, to kind of seal this deal and help you move forward. Even though it's really hard to deal with someone not responding, and it's not always the best or kindest way for them to communicate, nor should we normalize non-committal behaviors. But we do need to understand and manage the impact, okay? So this is really important. This whole thing is telling you that it doesn't mean that this is okay. It doesn't mean that we may not, it means you may not understand it. It doesn't mean that we're going to normalize non-committal behavior, but we do need to understand and manage the impact that it's having on you mentally, physically, and in your brain. So in your mind, brain, and body, your psychoneurobiology. We also need to remember that the way a person shows up, in this case, not responding, has a root. So there's a reason they're doing that. Okay, which is something they're going, they are going through, and you cannot fix or change that, okay, unless they invite you in to do so. So they're going through something, and that's why they may be doing that. And you can't fix that unless they invite you in to do so. The only way to move forward without damaging our psychoneurobiology is through processing the impact and reconceptualizing how you view what has happened, which is what you've been doing in these four steps. The simple progression through these four steps is increasing the resilience of the mind, brain, body response, and brain health. In this way, you are being empowered to control the situation rather than the situation controlling you. So as unpleasant as a non-response is, coming to terms with it through these five steps is where you will find peace again. It's okay to experience all the emotions and scenarios that you have. It's totally okay. I'm not saying that this is wrong, but don't keep them. I'm saying take them and change them. Okay? We need to do some self-examination and see whether we have perhaps done this to someone else or what we're going to do about it. So the four steps have led you into this active reach. This active reach I've summarized for you where you're going with this. So what you could do as your actual active reach, which will anchor you back in helping you move forward, is visualize your reaction as a weed, a toxic weed that you're pulling up and by the root and you're removing and there is a gap in the ground okay, where the weed was. And now you have the opportunity to grow something new there. What will it be? It could be something like that person 
is going through something. I can't fix them. It doesn't make it okay. But I'm not going to have this impact on me. I'm going to operate in grace. And that's my choice. And that's what you build in place. And that's what you hang on to. And you keep repeating. And you keep moving forward and hanging around that. And that will help bring you the peace that you need and bring back that healthy psychoneurobiology. You don't want all of the psychoneurobiology fighting against you. You want it fighting for you. So this five steps will help you undo the brain damage that a non-response or a response you don't like has impacted you. You're going to change that impact. And this is the power that you have in your mind. It's not easy and it's okay to make a mess. And the whole point is make a mess, repair and grow. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this helps you. I know it's helped me because I use this and I just use it recently and I use it so often. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.